0: What's up, guys? It's your boy, Anthony.
1: And your girl, Chica.
0: Welcome back to the channel. If this is your first time viewing our channel, we are Building With The Masons. We talk about everything from business, family, relationships, and everything in between. And today, we got a good one for y'all. We're going to talk about finances. It's an uncomfortable conversation. It is. But we felt as though this was something that we got to make sure that you guys got it right. There's a lot of marriages out there. When Mm -hmm. it comes to finances, everybody is all over the place. Right. So we're going to show you guys how we run our finances, and we hope that this helps you along your journey your marriage and keeps you together.
1: All right, y'all. Quick intermission. It wouldn't be possible without Short Form. Short Form. You're wondering what it is, right? Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's the world's best book guides where you can learn better and get smarter. There are bestsellers and all-time classics within this platform and this app. Also, comprehensive book guides to all chapters, categories for every taste, Mm. audio versions to learn on the go, which, you know, if you're on the go a lot, exactly, in your car, on a plane, anywhere on the go while you're walking and exercising, you have audio versions to learn from. There are one-page summaries with key points in five minutes, exercises and highlights to remember better. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There's a community to discuss books, new releases every week. I mean, short form is the platform that you will want to be on in order to gain knowledge very quickly, especially if you're on the go. Wow,
0: babe. that sounds like a lot. And let me tell you, It's one of my favorite apps right now, no lie. Yeah. That's actually how we learned everything that we've learned about the love languages and I'm excited about what is to come with that. But listen, for our audience and Mm -hmm. our tribe, Mm -hmm. click the link below in the description right now. That's gonna get you an unlimited trial for five days. Unlimited, free Free trial. trial. We know with some apps, you might get partial, but the same way you get it as a paying subscriber, you get that for the next five days. And after that, you get 20% off of your annual subscription. Yes. So this way you can learn better and get smarter using short form. Now back to the podcast.
1: Back to it. So I have a question: Are you financially faithful? <sighs> financially faithful? Yes. Do you hide? Uh, do you ship your your shipments to an Amazon lockbox to hide items from your spouse?
0: Are you meeting the UPS man at the truck and making sure that your box of shoes or that fly drip you just got makes it to the trunk before your spouse sees it?
1: Mm, do you have an offshore account in the Bahamas? <laughs>
0: (laughs) You know what that means? You're a cheater.
1: That is called financial infidelity.
0: You're cheating.
1: Oh, stop it. I mean, but seriously, it is. Is there such thing as financial infidelity.
0: 100%. Yes. So, babe, before we jump into it, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that everybody understands. So that we have a clear cut definition before we move forward. Yes. Tell the people what it means, babe.
1: All right. So here we go. Financial infidelity refers to the act of hiding or lying about financial matters in a relationship or partnership. So this can encompass a range of behaviors, including hiding or under reporting income, Mm. concealing debt, which is huge concealing debt, um, secretly opening credit cards or taking out loans, making large purchases without informing a partner, hiding bank accounts or savings, which is that that offshore account we just asked about, (laughs) misrepresenting financial decisions or investments. So financial infidelity can erode trust in a relationship. As financial transparency and honesty are often seen as indicators of overall trustworthiness and commitment in a partnership. So just as with other forms of betrayal, it can lead to feelings of hurt, resentment, and
0: conflict. I want to read a statistic to you guys because really this is big. Like a lot of people think that when it comes to divorce, Mm -hmm. there are several, several reasons. Yes. But you know what the top two reasons are? What are they? Infidelity and finances. Let me read a statistic to you. Right. So, according to Ramsey Solutions, money fights are the second leading cause of divorce behind infidelity. Mm. Money is the second leading cause behind infidelity. So right. when you tie the two together, right, man? Financial infidelity. infidelity. These. This is this is a twofer. <laughs> wow. So in the survey, they found that nearly two thirds, about 64 percent of divorces indicated financial disagreements as the primary cause of marital strife mm-hmm. and dissolution. So, guys, this is a big deal. And yes. I think that this is something that we definitely need to make sure that we bring to the forefront. Yeah. And if I don't care how you're running your finances right now, we want to really just show you how we run our finances. LaShika has an accounting degree. hmm. And she has a budgeting background from when she worked in the government. So we want to really just show you how the battles that we went through, and we've tried every way. We freestyled it. Yes, and we then know. we found out what worked for us. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out as we did research, this is actually the recommended way to do it. It's mm-hmm. not something that we were ever advised on. No, This is what we figured worked based on trial and error.
1: Right. I feel like a lot of times when it comes to money, it stems from like your childhood or what yeah. you what you've seen, right? Yeah. So for me growing up, I've always seen my parents saving. I've always seen them budgeting. And then my dad actually sat me down. And when he would pay bills, he would have me write checks and see how much the mortgage is see how much the electric bill is turn that water off and shorten that shower because this is how much the water bill is you're running up the water bill so I saw that growing up and then I brought that into my my adulthood of making sure that I pay myself which is making sure that on my bills my list of bills there's a savings line item so that I'm paying myself and making sure I'm saving
0: but so let me ask you a question like along that line when you say line item Mm -hmm. what do you do and just full transparency guys if if you haven't picked up on that already, Sheik is our in-house accountant
1: well let's let's you know what let's, <laughs> that that line item that line let's item. let's go with your story though like for how sure. growing up like how was it for you and you know how you manage money and, and yeah yeah like
0: that. so really and mom, dad, if you're watching okay. love you. And this has my parents are, are really great when it comes to money, mm. but they have a different approach, which is traditional. Most of you watching this show right now probably you don't run your finances the same way. So my dad has his income. My mom has her income. They're separate when it comes to like their pots of money. So growing up, you know, that's what I see. Like my dad has his own car payment. My mom has her own car payment. That's not how we operate. at all. So really taking my childhood and bringing it in, that was probably the biggest challenge for me was Mm -hmm. earning money, putting it in a pot that I have control over, but someone else has control over as well.
1: No, but your mom, your mom managed our finances, Anthony. Correct. So we got married. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) my mom's amazing when it comes to money management, by the way, she is is Mm -hmm. big saver. Like she does this, but from the time that I graduated high school Mm -hmm. up and through the first three years of my military career. Yeah. Uh, my mom managed my finances. Since I was a kid, I I had an American Express. I've been a member of American Express since 1983. Thanks, mom. She built my credit. But within that, she also paid all of those bills. Anything I put on that card, my mom paid it. My mom paid my insurance. My mom made sure my car payment was paid. Mm -hmm. This was also while I was overseas. So I just really didn't have full knowledge growing up into my adulthood of money management because my mom did all of that. So once I got... Well, I had been with you already, but once we... Got married. married. You had a different approach to money, right? And I'm so used to even if like if I overdrafted, for instance, yeah, I knew that if I went over $150 on my card, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Why? Because Melody Mason was gonna pick up the tab. Your mom, my mom. <laughs> so getting into when me and Sheka started doing things like we had we had the overdrafts going on.
1: I mean, yeah, it was time. So, once the transfer from your mom managing your finances to us building together and us managing our finances together, I remember at the beginning it was you were the breadwinner. I actually, when we first got married, I stopped working and I didn't work for like a year. And it was just you bringing in income. And so you were paying all the bills with the money. And the way that you pay bills was totally different than my thought process of paying bills. Pay the bill. Yeah.
0: It's due on the first, it's getting paid on the first.
1: No, but you would pay all the bills on your, yes. with your first check of the month.
0: Yes, correct. <laughs> and and <laughs> that can be a great way to do things if yes. you have the funds. Unfortunately, at that point in time, I want not say unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was 22, 23 years old, right. making about $800 a month, mm-hmm. right? So I would take out of that 800 if our bills equaled five or $600, Five or $600 was going out the door on the first. Right. And if we had $200 left over, that was $200 for groceries, gas. Until the 15th. And everything until the 15th came Mm -hmm. along. So that was my approach. But again, that's with no education on On finances and paying bills because my mom did everything for me. Right. So then I deployed. Fast forward. Mm -hmm. I went to Iraq. So I was home, you know, once we actually moved in together after about six months of being married and living together, Mm -hmm. I got shipped off to Iraq. Yes. So then all of the responsibility for paying the bills went to Sheikah. Yes. And at that point, that's when the budgeting came into play. And Mm -hmm. now we got money for groceries and savings and all of those things, which I didn't really think about at all as A 20 year old. I was just like, cool. The money comes in, pay the the bills, whatever's left over, that's for me to play with. Exactly. And I had TSP for my retirement. I didn't really care about any savings outside of that, which we ended up paying for that at some point during later on down in our marriage because of our lack of savings. Right. What I really want to talk about here in this is let's talk about how once we got married, Mm -hmm. the peaceful transfer of power when it came to managing the finances. So for all of you, fellas out there that are really close to your mom and Mm -hmm. she's doing everything for you. My Mm -hmm. mom did my laundry too till I was in my 20s. (laughs) But if your mom's doing everything for you and you're getting married, make sure you have this conversation. It's very important. It's very uncomfortable for the son. Mm -hmm. Not really Chica Mm -hmm. because she's now the primary woman in my life. So it's easy for her to have that conversation. But it was so difficult for me to have that conversation with my mom at the very beginning. But once we got over that and you took everything over, Mm -hmm. it did like... Everything grew, right? Everything.
1: So it was more of once I started paying the bills and doing the budget, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of testing to see what will work for us and money management and finances for us. And so at first, what we did was, like I said, Anthony was paying the bills and he was just paying lump sum and just getting it paid and whatever's left is left. And I was like, okay, now we need some type of spending money. So let's let's do allowances. Let's say we have. All our money go into this one pot that's a joint account, and we're going to pay all the bills out of it. And also, Anthony, you can spend X amount out of out of here and yep. I can spend X amount out of it, out of that pot of money. But then slowly we, we start to realize that overdrafting was occurring.
0: Because I <laughs> a was hiding over, sneakers in my trunk. A
1: little overspending, over a little financial <laughs> infidelity <laughs> yep. was occurring. And so then we're like, OK, so how can we make this even more hold each other more accountable with our finances. And so we kept the one joint account where all the income, no matter who's making the most money or not, all the money went into this joint account. And then we started to do allowances in cash. So it was like, okay, Don't even spend out of this pot of money. This pot of money is for bills only and for groceries. But here's cash for you to spend whatever you want to spend on. And here's cash for me to spend whatever I want to spend on. But mind
0: you, debit cards were not really a thing then. It was an ATM card at that point. So having, you know, cash on hand was not a crazy thing.
1: Exactly. So then we come slowly to realize later on that, okay, now we actually need to be swiping a card someplace. Some places <laughs> don't take cash like that or whatever the case may be. So now we need to evolve and change the way we're handling our finances. And we ended up doing a joint a, joint account, whereas both of us have all our, like we said, all our money, all our income for the month goes into that joint account. Then we did two separate accounts, So Anthony has his personal account. I have my personal account. So what we would do is all the money in this pot, this pot, that's joint, we would pay the bills from out of it. And then we would also, Anthony gets his allowance out of it. I would get my allowance for the month out of it. But then we slowly realized, okay, well, where's the savings? (laughs) Where, Where are we saving at? So then we end up evolving again and we got four accounts. So at this point, we have one account that we have joint together where all the income is coming into this one account. And then Anthony is getting his allowance. I'm getting my allowance. Which
0: was $100, by the way. It it, it went up more
1: and more. No. Come on now. It ended up being like $800 a month for each person. Eventually. eventually, Once we start making more money. (laughs) But yeah, you get what you yeah, can get. Yeah, for it. sure.
0: I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just looking back I'm not complaining it. either. We had to
1: work with what we had. Yeah. So we had that one pot of money, all the incomes going into it. Anthony had his personal checking where he can spend whatever, buy whatever he wants at my personal checking where I can buy whatever I want. And then we have that joint savings account where we save together as well. And so, so
0: tell them what happened with that joint savings, but because there was still some infidelity going on, but never, never with this one, because she's so savvy when it comes to money, and I mean that. It. It's not a. I'm not being sarcastic. What do you mean? So when we had that joint account, we were overdrafting out of that joint still. Like when we had the joint account. So then early that's when on, yeah, when
1: we first got married.
0: Yeah. So then when you created the savings account, which was the fourth one, mm-hmm. that's kind of how over time we kind of learned each other, our habits. Mm-hmm. We began to have more open conversations around the finances and the spending. And if you don't have these conversations, and you just let them go on and on and on. And really, you begin to have the compound effect. There does yeah. become resentment because if one person in a relationship is getting everything that they want. Yeah. But you still have this strife over here because you're short on funds or you mm-hmm. got overdrafts and all of that stuff. Or the
1: savings doesn't look the way you want the savings to look. You know, yeah.
0: you have to have constant conversations mm-hmm. around your finances. You can't just let it go. And then you're going to check your account one day and you're just going to do an audit of the account, even though she does amazing at auditing, too, like mm-hmm. in the account. She'll... Babe, did you spend this? Yep, babe, that was me. So, well, she, it's not.
1: It's not to say, did you spend it? Just it's, to, s- it's more so just to verify to, that, that that it is a we've had, charge. Right, yeah. we've had PlayStation hit uh-huh. us up like
0: everything in 10 Italy, times, and it wasn't even us. airlines and stuff. Yeah, airline yeah. tickets. But then we from there we went into the fifth account, which was our emergency fund. Mm. So making sure that you have the emergency fund, you have your. Joint account where everything goes into, that's mm-hmm. actually where we pay the bills out of. Plus mm-hmm. we had our actual savings mm-hmm. and then we had our individual accounts. Yeah. That is the financial picture mm-hmm. in terms of how many accounts that we have and what we believe mm-hmm. to be a healthy balance in amount of accounts you should have.
1: Right. And it's a healthy and it's a good start as well. Like if we had this mindset at the beginning, then we would be a lot further than we are today. But it was just a lot of trial and error on trying to figure it out of like the best way to go about managing our finances as a couple. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is great. This is good, a great discussion.
0: No, nah, for sure. It's definitely, <laughs> it's, it's a huge discussion yeah. that it needs to be had more often. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, like, we, and we we know people, like, every everything is separate. Like, that's cool. But it's not. If you care about your relationship and you guys care about each other and the longevity of it, money is always going to be a thing. And if it's one of the top two reasons for divorce, think that you need to pay it some attention. Mm. You need to take heed to that. And that's something that you really need to begin to take steps and actions in that manner in order to manage your finances better as a couple Mm. and as a culture, because they're saying by 2054, African-Americans, we could be broke. And it starts with these types of conversations before you can get to getting the bag. And if you're getting to it now, cool. But when you get the bag, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. And if you're married and you're getting to the bag, what are you doing with it? Right. Like, so these conversations should be happening, if not weekly. At least bi weekly, you mm-hmm. should be having conversations around it. We have frequent conversations. The way that we also have our conversations, my accountant, Mrs. Mason, right here, she sends snapshots on a regular basis so that I have a financial picture, which actually I get that weekly, where it's just a financial snapshot. So I understand where we are, what we have to spend. If yes. I'm going out and I want to buy a gift for her or something, like I know kind of where we are. Mm-hmm. And you know
1: where you are in your personal checking, exactly. checking account. Yeah. Yep. So
0: that's how we run our finances. We hope that this makes the conversation that you have and your household budget better and i hope that it actually provokes conversation if you're not having them
1: right and please share how you manage your finances and what works for you because this system may not work for everybody but i tell you it really does help when you are have transparency with your finances you
0: got it you got to have it i don't care if you are the breadwinner and your spouse is not working listen Mm -hmm. to me you still have to have these accounts Mm-hmm. And I think an allowance is really a conversation, which allowance, I mean, maybe there's a better word for it. Like when I think of allowance, I think of like kids, Kids, yeah. but just something set aside for each other so that, so that you can uh, go and you can buy the gift. Plan that vacation. Mm -hmm. If everything is joint and you try to do that, it ruins surprises. Not that I care about surprises because my love language is gifts, but I hate surprises. You do hate surprises. So that would just allow for you to be able to move about and do some things that you want to do within the relationship. So that's why we recommend having this many accounts. Mm -hmm. If you love this show, (laughs) type your comments below. I would love to hear about some of the couples out here that are in the tribe that how you guys manage your finances, something that you do may help us. Right. It may help someone else. And we love to share what that strategy is on how you actually manage your finances. But I know it's going to create some conversation. Yeah. So we hope that you love this. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and be a part of the conversation. Jump in the comments. Let us know what you think. Until next time, guys, keep building and, and stay unstoppable. unstoppable.